Manny told me that Monty Prozer, legendary owner of the Copa, was looking for a male singer for a spot in the show and offered to get me an audition. I was six weeks out of Philadelphia. I'd been fired by one orchestra leader and was about to lose my second job. Chances that I'd get one of the most desirable jobs for an unknown singer seemed pretty slim. But I had confidence and that sound. I always had that sound. More than 200 male singers auditioned for the job. Skipper Dawes came up from Philly to play the piano for me. The room was empty, chairs were upside down on the tables, and Monty Prozer was sitting by himself in the back, way in the back. I did my whole audition routine, and when I finished, he offered me a job. Is $125 a week enough? he asked. $125 a week to sing at the Copa. Was that enough? Was Jolson Jewish? <laughs> I was so excited, I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know whether to simply say yes or fall on my knees and kiss his highly polished shoes. I was all ready to start that night. But then Prozer asked me how old I was. Seventeen, I told him. But I looked younger. That's a problem, Prozer said. New York City cabaret regulations prohibited anyone younger than 18 from performing in a club where liquor was served. Prozer offered me a job as a production singer the following September, after my 18th birthday. Then he sent me over to see a friend of his named Milton Blackstone. That was the day my career really began. Milton Blackstone had a theatrical advertising agency on West 57th Street. It was difficult to describe exactly what it was that Milton did, except that everybody in show business seemed to love him. The important newspaper columnists, people like Walter Wincher, Louis Sobel, Leonard Lyons, Milton made the things happen that people needed to happen. He fixed problems, he found jobs for people, and he handled the advertising for most of the important nightclubs, cafes, and hotels in New York, places like the Copa and Lou Walter's Latin Quarter. He was also the promotional genius who transformed the Catskills from a sleepy region in upstate New York known for its numerous small boarding houses and tuberculosis sanitariums. This was a place where people went to escape the oppressive heat of New York City summer, and Jews in particular went there because they were not welcome in many other clubs and hotels. By the way, he turned one of them, Grossinger's, into the most popular resort in America. Milton was about my father's age, but he had all the personal warmth my father lacked. After we'd spoken for a few minutes, he offered me a summer job at Grossinger's at $35 a week plus room and board to sing with a dance band. Skipper Dawes drove me to Grossinger's. We would never work together again. Eventually, Skipper would become the producer of band leader Paul Whiteman's radio and television shows. He was the first person in my life, besides my mother, to encourage me, to help me. He taught me just about everything he knew. He made me believe that I had a very special talent. But no one, not Skipper, not my mother, and even with all my self-confidence, not even me, could possibly have imagined what was about to happen. <laughs> 